Hello, magic seekers, and welcome to It Turns Out She's a Witch. We're your hosts, Laura and Shannon, and, and welcome, welcome to, to our, our podcast coven. To our beautiful podcast coven, we're back with you for another episode. Hello, hey, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be my turn to say hello. Hello, everybody. So we are joined by a special guest today, which we've been very excited to bring to you. Yes. She established the online business, The Spiritual Toolbox, in 2016. She's become a trusted source of ethically produced metaphysical items, witchcraft tools, and practitioner-made products which I'm a little bit addicted to. I buy a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Love the beeswax candles. They're beautiful. Mm. She is a qualified metaphysical practitioner, aromatherapist and astrologer and someone who is absolutely brimming with esoteric wisdom. Please welcome to the podcast, Rhiannon Hasjim. Thank you so much for joining us and it is so lovely to finally meet you. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks oh, we're, for joining us. We can't yes. wait to, yeah, get inside that head. <laughs> <laughs> Dive into all things witchy. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Love it. Here for it. So a question I always ask our guests, what does the word witch mean to you? So the word witch is, it's a term that I like to use as a way that I've reclaimed my energy. I have called back my power and it's something that's within all of us. It's innate. It's it's something that we forget that we have. So by calling myself a witch, I am, yeah, just acknowledging that I've now become aware of what my capabilities can be mm. and just, yeah, working through to become the best form of that that word witch. I love that. That's so perfectly said. It's and true. Can... It's that intentionality, isn't it, be- becoming aware of, of our power. I love how you said calling it back. Yeah. Perfect. Mm. I'd have to agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, because we get squashed. Like, yeah. Growing up, yeah. it's yeah, Distracted and conditioned. The, and Yeah, the mundane world just flies by and we forget to just stop and yeah. just become aware. And how good are those moments when you do stop and how different are they to just, you know, following the rat race and just going along with everything, those moments when you can stop and become aware, it's just like such a relief. Yes. Yeah. I feel. I agree. Yep. I agree. Um, So, well, speaking of which, how did the idea of the spiritual toolbox first come to you? Was it in one of those moments? Well, I was actually studying, I was uh, studying to become a naturopath and I'd already studied aromatherapy and astrology. So this was more of a personal quest to, because I just had, um, I was pregnant and I had another little toddler and I was perfect time to study. Exactly. (laughs) Goodness. Yeah. So um, I was like, okay, I'm bubbling with, I want to do something, but I'd already surpassed where I wanted to go with naturopathy. I'd already Mm -hmm. learned what I wanted to learn for personal reasons. Um, And then I was like, okay, do I continue this course? It's costing me a phenomenal amount every semester, or should I use that money and create a business? So that's what I did. 
Yeah. I'm <laughs> so my, glad you did. Yeah, my yeah. son was three months old when I started. So, wow. wow. So you birthed two more. things into the yeah. world. Yeah. I was just thinking you were like <laughs> literally cooking and creating all of this. Yeah. Amazing. It was a, yeah. A monumental moment was just like, no, I need to do this because I, everything I was doing in my personal time was everything related to astrology, magic, learning, trying to understand everything. And it just sort of snowballed into this, the spiritual toolbox. It's such um, a big undertaking, is it? It's solely yes. your baby, yes. right? So yeah, exactly. two babies at once and a toddler. Yep. Had you had your own business before or anything no. like that? Oh, my gosh. It's just like the logistics is just blowing yeah. my mind right now. Yeah, it just sort of happened and then everything just fell into place and that's yeah. the best way I can put it. And it, it hasn't felt wrong at any point. Mm, that's when you know it's right. Yeah, that's when you know, right? Oh, gosh. And how'd you come up with the name? I love the name of it. Um, I, I remember sitting on the floor and I was pulling the bits of wool off the carpet because it was really annoying me. Uh, <laughs> and then Such I a was, nesting pregnant thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, but. and then I was like, I was trying to think of a name that would sort of encompass everything I wanted to do. And I was like, okay, the spiritual something. I didn't want to go towards like a lunar, loon, like I didn't, yeah. this, that's, you know, overdone. Um, so much more than that too yes and I wanted it to be a name that could expand with me because I had all these you know really great ideas yeah and then my husband's like where's my toolbox ah and, <laughs> and then I was like the spiritual toolbox so cool <laughs> so it's good so perfect yeah. yeah so that's how the name came about and then I one of my friends she is very into eastern um magic and feng shui and she did my um my chart the, my feng shui Ooh. chart and metal is very um abundant for me like so having metal based on my chart is really good for yeah finances so oh, it was like oh that's perfect she goes never change it really name. is yeah I love that totally. and I would <laughs> and I would also love to know how you got into the world of witchcraft so was this something that was passed down to you by family or you discovered by yourself so a bit of both. So my mum yeah. died when I was about four years old. And oh, wow. after she died, I still saw her around. And I never, everyone told me that it was, I was seeing things or. Your imagination. Was, yeah, post-traumatic well, stress. I was yeah. diagnosed by uh, wow. yeah, a uh, psychologist because my stepmom wanted me to, you know, see someone about the spirits I was seeing. Um, oh. And I'd never believed that I was experiencing, like obviously I did experience stress losing my mum, but sure. I never yeah. felt like that in my life. It was it was all good. Um, and so when I was at primary school, I would go to the school library and I'd look at the like tiny little section on the bookshelves that had like the witch, the aliens, the spirits, the ghosts, all of that <laughs> in order to try to understand what it was that I was seeing. Um, and then my aunt, uh, she's actually a cousin, but I call her an auntie because she's a little bit older. Um, she's mm -hmm. from my mum's generation. She's a shaman. And so wow. she, yeah, she sort of took me under her wing at one family barbecue and was just like, no, you're not crazy. I see things too. And yeah, so it was sort of like an accumulation of just wanting to find answers for myself and then having that validation from someone I trusted to say, no, you're not crazy. So That must have been huge for you, mm. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, and she's my aunt, her name's Rhonda. So she's 
the most beautiful person. She's still one of my closest people in this world who I trust with my whole life. And yeah, she's she's been there through thick and thin. So so yeah, that's how beautiful. I got I was sort of always around it, but never understood it until I was like it was validated. So you mm. went for years not really understanding. Yeah, it's like why can I see my mum sometimes that I know she has passed away, I know she died. Yeah. But why yeah. is she in my room? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I would talk, I'd have a special cushion in my corner that was like mum's cushion. Nobody oh. could sit there. And like sometimes she would be there. And yeah. wow. it was like then because I got shut down, it was like a little secret that I had that mum came to visit sometimes and I would never share that with anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did you see oh, anyone else? I did, but yeah. mainly my mum. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I did see spirits around and then I yeah. stopped seeing spirits when I was pregnant with my first daughter. Oh, oh that's was, interesting. Yeah, as soon as I was pregnant, or as soon as I knew I was pregnant, I realised I had stopped seeing things out of the corner of my eyes and stuff and I never got that back. Oh, really? Oh, wow. That's interesting because <laughs> I remember Tracy says a similar thing. Tracy from Turns Out She's Psychic and the first season yeah. with Shan. Uh, she mentioned that when she was pregnant, because she's a psychic medium, um, when she was pregnant, she couldn't hear anything. It all just switched off. And she wasn't mm. sure, obviously, the first time around, she wasn't sure if it would come back or not. But for her, it did. Yeah. Yeah. But she said it was really weird. It was just quiet. Yeah. Like yeah. the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, me. <laughs> Interesting, though, isn't it? So yeah. yours didn't come back. No, I, I've grown in other ways, but yeah. my ability to see spirits very clearly, that's completely gone, obliterated. Wow. Yes. It's just wow. fascinating, isn't it? But how my it daughter works. can see things. Uh-huh. So, okay. How old's yeah, your daughter? She's eight now. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But since she could talk, so she was an early talker, so from about two years old, she would say, hey, there's a little girl over there. Mm-hmm. Or I'll yeah, what's her wow. name? And she would be like, oh, her name's Olivia. And we would be like, No. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and then she would say, you know, she's got long Elsa hair and she's wearing a long dress and she's telling me to go with her and I'm like, no, no, we stay here. (laughs) (laughs) Mummy says no. (laughs) I remember one time she opened the deck door and she goes, oh, there's there's someone out here. You can come in. Oh, my God. And I'm like, no, we don't let people in. <laughs> <laughs> don't invite spirits into the house. Yeah, no, oh, no. So sweet. But there's yeah. such different conversations, aren't they, when you're acknowledging that rather than you're crazy, there's yeah. no one there, it's not real, you know. Yeah, 100%. And I've so vowed to myself that I would never put my children through the same thing, the same doubt that I put, mm. that I've got put through. Yeah, yeah. We learn, don't we? Mm-hmm. Hopefully. <laughs> Learning. Yeah, <laughs> always. Um, all right, so on to the next question. I have to ask, with so many um, amazing items at your fingertips, what do you currently have on your altar and why? So I have three altars. Of course um, you do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have an ancestor altar, which is nice. something that I keep up all the time and it's got, you know, pe- my family and pets that have passed away, like little tokens from them or their photos. Mm. Um, I have an abundance altar and that's a permanent altar that's sort of in my, from your front door, it's in your back left corner. Is that a feng shui thing? Yes. Yeah, it is. So that's, you know, it's got a money bowl. It's got lots of things to do with anything that I want to draw in, mirrors to draw in, like a pyrite, Mm -hmm. all of that fun stuff just to have (laughs) that 
slow going and then yeah. I have my ritual altar. Right. Okay. And so there I've got everything and anything. So that changes depending on what you're working yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. So at the moment I've got a, a black scrying mirror up there. It's a new tool that I just got very recently. Mm. So I've been working with that quite a lot to, yeah, just see how it goes. It's going well. <laughs> Great. Are you able to talk to us a little bit, briefly describe scrying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, scrying is a divinatory tool where you are looking at, it could be a body of water in a bowl. Um, it could be a blackened out mirror or piece of glass, even um, a black obsidian crystal because it's got a little bit of a reflective surface. Yeah. Um, you do that in a very dimly lit room, ideally with candle or nothing at all. And then you're sort of focusing your gaze on whatever it is you're scrying into. It's like crystal balls, same yes. concept. Um, and, yeah, so you sort of soften your eyes and then you let yourself just see where your mind wanders off to. And then after a little practice, you'll sort of see images come up and you might get insights, you know, in your, I call it your, like, mind's eye. Mm -hmm. So your third eye, you know, whatever you want to call it. And then, yeah, it's a really cool divinatory tool where you can ask questions and get answers. Or you can also communicate with spirits that way. Or like, you know, if you're doing angelic communication, you can invoke angels or, you know, whatever you do. (laughs) There's so many parts of magic. Yeah, exactly. Wow, yes. fascinating. Yeah. It kind of I love that. makes me feel a little bit nervy too. I don't know because I'm just such a <laughs> baby with all this. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> what am I going to see? <laughs> but you can put your intention out there. You say, I yep. would like to know the answer to this question. Yes. Yeah, and then see more, what comes up. Yeah, specific you are, the more useful it would be. Exactly, exactly. Mm, interesting. And- just out of curiosity, do you have those scrying pieces on your website? No, I don't. This was a custom-made piece that I got from oh, America. Wow. Um, yeah, so I will link it on Instagram. Actually, they're on, I found them on Etsy, but they made it for me because I wanted it specific to this. Um, it's called the the Key of Solomon, which is an ancient mm-hmm. grimoire from the 1300s um, wow. and there were very specific instructions on how you were to create this um yeah this scrying mirror so I wanted it like that yeah. just because I I love ceremonial magic and I just wanted a piece that would resemble you know what they did back in the day um yeah, yeah you don't need to be that elaborate at all <laughs> yeah so intriguing yeah. <laughs> it's it's prompted another like 10 questions in my mind but we'll stick to the ones that we've prepared <laughs> And now let's talk spells. So you're always sharing information via social media, which I find amazing that you're so open with everything, uh, especially for those new to spell crafting. So one that caught my eye was the not magic spell for fidelity to use on men. <laughs> and can you please take us through this one? Because it looks like a lot of fun. Ah, uh, yes, the cucumber spell. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we tying this knot? <laughs> okay, so this is one that I learned in New Orleans when I was there as a very young teenager. New Orleans. Um, New Orleans is like my favourite place in the world. And mm. I happened to go there. My stepmom had a conference over there. She does finance. Nothing to do with anything of this world. Yeah. But it was in New Orleans. And, you know, it's wow. a very magical place there. So I was immersed in their culture and the magic and the hoodoo and all of those aspects and there was a lady who sort of took me under her wing for the week and she 
was talking with her clients and this was one that I picked up from her. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so what you do. <laughs> you get a cucumber. Yeah, you need a cucumber, a real life cucumber, ideally. Right. <laughs> what does what zucchini do if you don't have a yeah, cucumber? Yeah, or an eggplant, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so what you want to do is obviously I'm not going to talk about ethics in this, but obviously yep. it's best to have permission um, and by cucumber, we don't mean cucumber or any sort of vegetable. We mean a male genitalia. Yes. <laughs> um, Got it. Yes. Um, and what you want to do is you measure out from the tip or from the base to the tip of the piece of string. And that's the length of string you're going to work with. So hopefully you've got a bit of string to work with because you've got to find you have to tie nine knots. Um, so, okay. uh, yeah, so you have your piece of string and then you need to get some sexual fluids. Wow, we. Because that's, <laughs> that's going to bind that energy into the string with the knots that you're tying. So Gosh. you want it to be the fluids of that person alone. If you're having fun, mm-hmm. then your energy will be combined with that if, if the fluids are mixed. Okay. okay. So whether that's what you want or whether, you know, it's, it's up to you. Um, and so you find the halfway point on your string and then you tie your first knot with your intention in mind that you want to keep this person by your side, loyal, faithful, etc. Then you, you will tie four more knots on either side, alternating which side. So like one end on like one knot on one end, one knot on the other end, and then all the way up till you have your nine. And then you keep that string somewhere safe whether it's under your pillow, mm. um, under their pillow, in a little sachet bag somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you have to keep that in order for it to continue to work. And then wow. yeah, as you tie each knot, you're going over your intention of, yeah, whatever it was to keep that person by your side. Wow. <laughs> I've never heard anything of the sort. That's blown it. my mind. <laughs> <laughs> So any any disclaimers around that one, I guess. You'd have to be careful who you're Yes, obviously ethics, you know, make sure that, yeah, yeah, permission obviously is ideal. You can do it. In magic you don't need permission, but it's best best practice. So we like to do things the proper way and that means making sure that we're not doing things, you know, behind someone's back Mm -hmm. Um, when it comes to this sort of work because you are potentially obstructing their will because we Mm. talk about free will all the time. So if you were doing something in order to stop their free will, then, you know, you should get permission for that. Hence the permission. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then just say you've done that and down the track you're like, well, don't really change my mind. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) How would you undo like a a knot spell? You untie the knot. And then yep. if you don't, if you can't untie them, then burn the string, get rid of it, discard it, but make sure all the knots are broken. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's fascinating. Thank I you. <laughs> I keep thinking of all these other questions. But with that one in particular, it you could almost do like if you have a partner and and you want, you know, you've got each other's permission and you want you to do it use that, yeah, as a ritual yeah. To, yeah. for each other. You can do one each, couldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Some and you can do it for women too. magic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
Cool. You definitely could. So with a woman, you do the same measurement, but you're doing it from yeah. the... You, you can use your imagination. You could Just use measure your imagination, out couldn't you? A yes. Yeah. 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 That's have, reciprocal, have yeah. 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 Ah, <laughs> that's, well, that's an important thing, isn't it? What's it is, the yeah. equivalent? Love that. Mm-hmm. The, the mind boggles, Rhiannon. It does. <laughs> I'm not really mature enough for this topic content, I tell you. <laughs> uh, Rhiannon, can you speak to us about cord cutting and why someone would perform this ritual? Also, yes. if there's a favourite spell you like to use, we would love to hear it. Okay, so cord cutting is probably one of my favourite subjects just because it's so underutilised. Um, so a cord is like an energetic connection point between two people, places, or things, or even beliefs. We often yeah. tie our, you know, ourselves to beliefs the and judgments. things. Yeah. Uh-huh. So these energy, uh, these energetic cords, they direct energy back and forth um, because we are energetic beings. People, places, things—they all have an energetic resonance. Um, and so by cord cutting you are reinforcing your boundaries and you're reclaiming your energy and you're making sure that you're sovereign within your own energy field because say that you know we've all communicated we've got we've got good cords going on we've got a nice Mm -hmm. conversation but if you've got if you've had a negative um communication with somebody then you've created a negative cord that will then drain you it can siphon your energy so what you want to do is just keep the good ones and cut the bad ones. Yeah, cut that just, shit yeah, away. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so you could be feeling um, anxiety, you could have insomnia, um, you could just be feeling off or have headaches or aches and pains in the body. Mm-hmm. And that's a good sign to say, okay, I need a cord cut. Um, mm-hmm. Even after you've had conflict with others or you're going through an internal conflict of your own thoughts and beliefs. So you're just getting rid of any stagnant energy that doesn't align with where you are right now. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, And cord cutting will never cut good cords. So that's a belief that's quite widely Mm -hmm. believed. But, yeah, you you can't cut cut good cords that are good for you because they're beneficial. And I guess that's the intentionality behind it is you are, you know, intentionally cutting away the bad ones or the, the ones that are not helpful. Yes, exactly. Mm. How kind of you wanted a spell, a spell for cord yes. cutting? Yes. Okay, yes. so I really like using selenite and it can be a small piece or a big piece. And then I'm just laying down it and I'm just, it's not really a spell, but it, you could use it in a spell. But what you're doing is you're just waving it over your body, just going up over your head, around your body, over your chakras over anywhere where you would have an energetic point, which is literally everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. yeah. So just as you're doing that, you're envisioning yourself just being cleared from this energy or completely removing yourself from a person's field. So especially after you've, like, been controlled or trapped, you're just reinforcing your little bubble, your aura, your, yes, you you do that with your selenite, Mm -hmm. um, wave it all over. And just sit with it. Just like spend that time to yeah reclaim your energy field. Mm. 
Love it. Visualize. Yeah, really simple and but really effective. I don't think I do that enough, to be honest. We don't. We really don't. We we need to do it more because we rarely just stop. Yep. So this forces yeah. you to stop and feel your body. And it's another mm. thing, you know, there's a lot of talk about cleansing. We talk about cleansing quite often, cleansing, grounding, protecting, et cetera. So if that, if you feel as though you need something more, that's definitely something to look at. That would be really the a go-to as well. Yeah, because you can clear your energy, but you're not clearing the cord that's causing, that's right. you know, the energy yep. to even mm. begin with. Love it, love mm. it, love it. I'm locking that one away. <laughs> Another tool I love um, that I purchase from you is the beeswax reversal candles. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I've had the most profound things happen with those. So um, for listeners at home, it's a, a white-scented candle with the black um, and I burn it with the intention of sending away whatever the shade is being thrown my way and just not so much sending it back to the receive, like to the person that's sending it to me, but just sending it, deflecting, yep. mirroring away. Yep. Um, but yeah, like I, it's, I've burnt them a few times over the last few years and I ha- always have one in my stash so that, you know, just in case, and I don't burn them um, willy nilly. Like it would be for a certain thing that is really bothering me or really making me feel um, attacked or anxious or yep. um, that I need that protection. And um, it's crazy how quick it works. It, is. it really is. It's, yeah. Yeah. I love using reversal candles too. They're great. They're underutilized as well. Um, because not many people do them or know about them. Mm. Oh, I yeah, I've had some remarkable things happen. Obviously, I don't want to go into personal details on the <laughs> podcast, but fair enough. But even like you know, a conflict where um, I wanted yeah protection to just resolve it. I didn't want that drama, and I burned it. And the next day, had an apology off that person, and it's <laughs> like, that. what the fuck? Like I did not expect that at all, and. Yeah, things like that that you just yeah, it's amazing. That's yeah, <laughs> good feedback. So I can Love highly that. recommend them, and I haven't used your other ones. I've used the black and white ones, but you do have one that's is it black and green? Yeah, I've got a green one and a red one, but I can and do what are those any, for? anything. Um, so the green one is abundant. So any money blocks, or uh, we call like roadblocks, so anything that is stopping you from getting somewhere, um, mm-hmm. they're really good for. And it's also good for health because green is often associated with things to do with health. So if yeah. you're going through illness, then you're clearing away with the black and then you're bringing in with the, either the red, the green or the white. And then the Beautiful. red one is relationships and love and friendships, um, anything yeah. to do with, yeah, those sort of self-love too, banishing mm-hmm. aspects of self that you no longer wish to believe. Um, yeah. Yeah, incredible. I think we all need some reversal spe- uh, spell candles in our arsenal, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad you finished that word off. That's great. Arsenal. Oh. <laughs> arsenal. In our toolbox, some may say. In our toolbox, definitely. <laughs> Told you, not nearly, nearly. You can tell it's the eclipse, can't you? Eclipse season. (laughs) Blame it on that. I was talking about that. (laughs) Yeah, same. (laughs) So you shared a wonderful post on your Instagram early this year in regards to diversity in magic and how magic is a spectrum and nobody should be shamed for how they practice. Can you take our listeners through your thoughts on this? 
Yeah, absolutely. So magic is so vast that it's impossible to regulate with a rigid, a rigid system of rules. Like it's impossible mm. because you've got Wicca outside of like witchcraft, you've got Wicca, shamanism, hoodoo, ceremonial magic, Luciferian and everything in between. And one system does things one way and gets great results and another does it another way and also gets great results. So like there's, it's just impossible. You cannot regulate a, a thing that doesn't have a set system because mm. there's so much. Um, and also I was going to say not only um, society has a lack of tolerance to things that they don't understand. So, and also people don't have the drive to research exactly what it is um, in addition to that. And our language is also so heavily weighted by Christianity and over time phrases and words have been altered. So it can get very confusing for people. It is. That's yeah. it. It's confusing even if somebody did want to look something up. It's almost like, well, where do I start? Because there's so many conflicting pieces of information out there. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. one mm. good thing about this podcast, I reckon, is at least you get we get to sort of raise awareness that it is so different and the truth is different for everybody and that's okay there's still sort of governing ethics and morals that we can live by without needing to label that or assign that to any particular belief system exactly Mm. and I guess witchcraft is really it's as diverse as language is and that's how I look at it it's what you're used to and what's in your realm but it might be completely foreign to someone else and yeah and I just say it's a culture it is yeah Yeah. very much so yeah so diverse we could go right into that rabbit hole of oh um... yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those things everyone has such different backgrounds and different lineages and and Mm. it's such an evolutionary process as well like we're all standing on the shoulders of our ancestors so nothing is the same even if we were to travel back in time you know? yeah. but mm. even in the age of like you know technology we're able to access cultures and beliefs that we previously haven't had access to yeah so you mm. know that's where a lot of it comes from was well should you be practicing this because it comes from this specific yeah. place or region or you know is it sort of free for all to you know encompass that into your own journey so yeah, yeah. There's, there's lots of blurred lines um but yeah there definitely shouldn't be a rigid box system to put witchcraft into Mm, absolutely definitely wholeheartedly agree yeah right so i noticed that you have a patreon where people can learn and discuss magic metaphysics and mysticism with you for those that may not be aware what is magic and how does your online membership work okay so magic magic to me is like a doorway that allows us to keep a foot sort of in the divine as well as in the mundane world and we can create our own version of reality and dwell within that existence by utilizing magic um so yeah that's what it means to me it's just this it's like having like a magic literally a magic tool in your pocket that you can just tap into because you literally don't need anything to do any sort of magic you don't need any physical tools at all despite me having a business that sells (laughs) (laughs) you don't need them they just they help align your intention with action um yeah so it's just this like it's it's like a lucky coin having magic so that's how I perceive it um and but yeah patreon is an online subscribe like a subscriber community um there's lots of different 
creators on Patreon. Um, and there's I'm, I'm a member of a few other Patreons because there's some really great ones out there. And it's just a monthly subscription and you can cancel anytime. There's no lock-in. As soon as you sign up, you just have access to everything that I've previously posted. Um, and, yeah, you can cancel anytime. Are you on there quite often updating I stuff? I usually am. This yep. part, while I've been moving, I haven't been, and I've given my Patreon people a free month just because I wanted a bit of leeway and to give them, you know, they deserve to have content created for yes. them, and I haven't been able to do that, so they have a free month at the moment. Wow. And we often do a free month at Christmas time too just because it's Christmas yep. and it's crazy. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, it sounds wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and is there a particular quote that resonates with you deeply and would you mind sharing it with us? Yes. So someone that I learned from, um, his name is John Michael Greer, and he said something about authenticity is about where it comes from and validity is whether it works. And that always plays on my mind when I'm thinking about doing a ritual as where is this coming from? Is it coming mm. from a heart space or an ego space? You know, am I doing this ritual to prove a point or am I doing it because I really resonate with the outcome that I want? So mm. when he said that, um, yeah, that really just stood out to me and I wrote it down in my book of shadows and I was, I've got it highlighted and bookmarked and tabbed and, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it's something that I reflect on all the time. Um, and then, mm. yeah, the vid- validity is basically everything we're doing. Are we doing it for for no reason or is our like is it working basically yeah and uh, yeah it's working <laughs> yeah. I love that it's a really um good short phrase to check in with yourself isn't it and yes. just really go back to what's happening here just taking that moment out to go hang on a minute <laughs> yeah yeah because we can often get caught up with oh no I want to be right but does it matter yeah. <laughs> What's it worth? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Can you say it again? Okay. So it is authenticity is about where it comes from. So your heart and validity is about whether it works. Mm. And that's, that's by perfect. yeah, John Michael Greer. Beautiful. Thanks for that. I love it. Sorry, I'm just unmuting my microphone, but my dog's going off in the background so I'm not sure if my mic is picking that up or not but she's pretty loud (laughs) so annoying (laughs) it's a clip season yeah it is (laughs) so on the podcast we have a divine tool of the week each episode to share with our listeners is there anything in particular that you love working with in ritual and do you sell them (laughs) (laughs) I would say it's It's a toss-up between a pendulum and anything to do with scrying. So pendulums are so easy to use. You can use a necklace on a a ring on a string or a necklace or whatever, and that's a really easy and simple tool that you can use that is essentially free, but, yes, I also sell them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, otherwise it's like anything to do with scrying. So my scrying mirror at the moment is my tool of the week, my tool of the month at the moment. Wow. Um, yeah, because yeah, we talked about it already. But yeah, I really love love using that because that's your thing. It's so great. How big is it? How big are we talking? Um, oh, it's about maybe fifteen to twenty centimeters, but it's a triangle. Yep. So okay. you know, yeah. it's a wooden uh, it's a wooden triangle, and in, within that is a black circle, and then around mm. it, it is inscripted with Latin, um, as per the Solomonic. Um, wow. Yeah. 
um, the, the the setup that they did that. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. That's so cool. Yes. It is. Super intriguing. I like it. <laughs> I love it. I haven't tried scrying yet, so I need to look into that one, I think. Yeah. yeah. I have made some scrying bowls that are literally sitting in my studio and I haven't done anything with them and I haven't mm. even put them on the website, but um, like black clay and black yep. glaze with that intention of them being used for scrying. Yep. But, yeah, haven't haven't doubled mm. yet. I mean, <laughs> you can do it with smoke, like incense smoke. You can do it with a candle flame. It doesn't have to be like a surface. Um, yeah, wow. Light or still. Because often mm-hmm. you get images, you know, like when you look at a fire pit and the, the fire yeah. is like, you know, really strong, then you can see images that come to you. And especially if you hold your gaze and you sort of like hit that lucid state. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe fire is your thing. Maybe smoke is your thing. Water, you know, you could, yeah, go out into nature, look at a tree. What is the tree telling you? Yeah. That's also yeah. fine. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Thank I you. Know. I could speak to Rhiannon all day. <laughs> I know. I know. I might throw you a little curveball um, because I saw it on my altar this morning is the oil of abramelin that yep. you create. Can you tell yep. us about that? Okay. So that's a sacred, sacred tool that I love and use. Um, so there's a book called Abramelin from back in the day. I'm not even going to attempt the year because it was so long ago. And it had a very specific set of instructions that um, were basically how to create this abramelin oil. So you're using um, like lemongrass, myrrh, um, cinnamon. Oh, my God. I forgot the moment. Calamus. (laughs) And I did put you on the spot. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I make when I, oh, I can talk about when I make it. When I make it, I do it over the period of a full lunar cycle and every day I'm doing a small invocation on my altar in order to charge it so that when I bottle them up eventually, everything comes charged with with ritual and that's Mm. a daily ritual. So I will do a big batch of it. And like I have my master blend and then each bit just goes into each bottle. And then, yeah, then finally, once they're all bottled, then I do another month of ritual. They're just sitting on my altar as I'm just working on myself. Um, And then my intention for that is to just bring about the most um, harmonious, successful and uh, aligned intentions for the user of that oil. So I've got like a little piece of paper that I just have there and I just keep reading it over and over and yeah so they get really charged and um yeah they've they've gone all over the world those abramelin oils and they people keep coming back to get specific beautiful I love that that's a testament is a return customer yeah Um, yeah of of, especially a a ritual oil that has used a lot of energy because it literally has used a lot of energy sounds Um, potent Oh, it's incredible. And it smells divine as well. It's just Mm. beautiful. And for our listeners, how would they use that oil? So you can use it to anoint any candles. You you know, we've got like abundance oils, like any prosperity, love. You can use abramelin for anything. It's basically like a supercharged oil, an all-purpose supercharged oil. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you can anoint candles. You can bless your space, your house. Probably not your children because they're not quite <laughs> they're not quite uh, kid friendly. But if you were to do like a, a purification ritual on yourself, you could anoint your third eye with it. Um, mm-hmm. 
you can use it to on any ritual tools that you've brought into your space. Say you've got a new or oh, anything, then you can use abramelin oil to consecrate it and invite that tool into your space. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So it's really purifying. <laughs> it is. It's amazing. I use it on my ritual candles and as you just said, bringing new things into the home. I yeah. always use it. So, yeah, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, Highly recommend. <laughs> when you were describing how you made it, I was just covered head to toe in goosebumps and chills. Oh, head to that. toe. Yeah, it was super cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, Rhiannon, do you have anything brewing that you would like to share with our podcast, Coven, and how can everyone find you and your incredible creations and work? Okay, so I, I do have some things coming, actually. I've got um, a range of arcane ritual waters and oils that I, I've created them already, but my friend who's an incredible artist and magician herself, um, Angie, she is doing a talisman for each bottle. And wow. so, yeah, so we're sort of going back to the old school magic of how they had like sigils on or for, purpose, for whatever purpose, but each bottle is going to have its specific sigil. So you can then use that sigil or talisman in your own magic and it's there for you like to use as a reference because mm. um, a lot of Beautiful. people don't really know much about them so we're just mm. trying to also spread awareness <laughs> yeah um, yeah and sigil just, awareness I love yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> petition it <laughs> global awareness so cool. we'll have to have you back to talk about all of that too oh I'd love to um, I know like we've covered it as well but yeah the more you talk about it the more questions you have right oh, yeah. yeah you can talk about the history and everything yep there's so many topics, yeah. So sigils are probably my most used form of anything that I do because they're so easy to use. I'll use an essential oil and draw the sigil on my wrist mm-hmm. or I'll put it in my kids' shoes for protection for the day or one of my one of my kids had a bully at school, so we did a lot of sigil work for her mm-hmm. to have her feeling a little bit more empowered but also to protect her from this person. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, on my phone screen, on yeah, everywhere in the car, I've got like this sigil thing hanging off the mirror. So mm. yeah, <laughs> I think Shannon, it was one of your first ever's that you shared um, divine tool of the week. That is, yeah, sigils. Yeah, was it? It was one of them. I think it was. I love yeah. them. It was yeah. I've done similar on. things yep. to you, yep. where um, like especially my my daughter's in year nine now, but when she started high school, yep. I. Yeah, sigils in the backpack, and yep. and so she knew it was empowering for her as well to know that she was going into that space protected. And yep. um, when my husband and I travelled overseas, I had sigils in all of our luggage, but I also had sigils all around our house because our kids were left at home yep. to protect them while we were <laughs> yep. gone and in their cars. And oh yeah, yeah I I love it. It's oh yeah, we sigil our fence um, and any entry point. And at our house, it's getting renovated. Um, we had. Long story, there was a portal that we realised was very wide open and was bringing through lots of dense energy. Wow. Um, It required the help of um, an Indigenous elder to help us close it because it was, we're we're on ancestral land and we've had a lot of deaths. So this Mm -hmm. one was, we couldn't, I couldn't close it using my normal means. Um, So having that Indigenous help really worked. But, um, yeah, so we have a sigil on the entire chunk of that fence and the, mm-hmm. the house wall and, the yeah, just that whole section is basically a circle of sigils for 
to stop that from reopening. Um, yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> and that was the under the guidance of the elder who was like, Oh no, you need to put a put a picture here, basically, is what he yeah. said. Yeah. Oh, um, that's incredible. And it's worked so far. And that was a couple of years ago. Mm. You're the right person yeah. to live in that space then and keep yeah, that on definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my Good husband job. always says, No wonder we got this house because it was under auction. It was a very stressful situation and it was wow. at our budget and there was not a cent more. And yeah, yeah, yeah so wow. it's just meant to be. Yeah, the right caretaker like for that space. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh, it's been so beautiful to talk to you and yeah. just hear about your magical life, basically, and your business and all of your knowledge. Like, you just have such a wealth of knowledge, and we really appreciate oh, you speaking you. to us today and, yeah, sharing, sharing it's what it's about. Well, I love Definitely. Even if it is from the car. <laughs> Thank you for the extra effort. You've gone above and beyond to ensure you've been in a silent bubble in your car, mid-move, mid-reno, yep. on your data, yep. which it's so far it's stood up. We haven't been glitchy at all. I know. Start, we were, but no, we've had a great, lovely conversation. It's so nice to meet you. Yeah, it's been so nice. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's been yeah. our pleasure. pleasure. And- Anytime. It'd be lovely to have you back. Yeah, well, I was just about to say that if any of our listeners have any magical questions that, yeah. you know, they want to know about, about any kind of tool or tradition or spell, please um, hit us up and we'll get Rhiannon back on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, check out the Spiritual Toolbox and all the links will be in the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. We'll Take see care. you next week. Bye. We love bringing Turns Out She's a Witch to you each week at no cost. So if you like what you hear, please consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We are a small operation researching, coordinating and producing the show ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the costs of making the show. As a thank you, you'll get access to some beautiful guided meditation recordings, a Patreon shout out on the podcast There's monthly live Q&As, competitions and giveaways, as well as a special book and movie review bonus episodes. For more details, please click the link in the show notes. Of course, if you want to get in touch, send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com. As always, we welcome your questions. We'd love it if you left a review and shared the podcast with your family and friends and give us a follow over on Insta at turnsout underscore she's a witch. Until next time, thanks for listening and being a part of our podcast coven.